Hello and welcome to episode two of the Marta Rachel Intake. I am your girl, of course, Marta Rachel, and I am so excited to share this space with you today where I'll be talking about motherhood, specifically in connection to my labor experience, to my beautiful daughter, Liberty, who is now about to be 18 months old. Now, the point of this video is not just to share my labor experience, but rather I really want to discuss about breaking the stigma regarding child labor. More often than not, we tend to see on TV and in movies just women experiencing childbirth in such a painful, pretty much traumatic way where they're screaming at the top of their lungs. It looks like they're gonna break in half. They're experiencing so much pain. And although yes, labor is something that was painful for me, it is not something that has to be traumatic. It is not something that has to be the most intense pain of your life. There is beauty in labor, not just because you're giving birth to a human, which more often than not, we're just looking forward to meeting the little person that we created, but because there are ways to make birthing not just a terrible experience. So I'm gonna dive into that. Before I dive into my labor story, I do wanna highlight a couple of things. One, Regardless if you gave birth to a child either via natural birth or C-section, we are all amazing, incredible women. Giving birth via C-section does not make you any less than. Giving birth naturally does not make you any better than. I've often heard, I actually once heard with my own ears, and this was from a nurse, a medical professional who you would think would have a little bit more empathy and understanding say, oh yeah, we're all mothers, but if you gave birth via C-section, well, it's not the same thing. And it was like with that snarky, it's not the same thing. And I thought that was really whack, honestly. I've also heard things like having a C-section is just the easy way out. It's not the same. You're really a, a mother for real, for real if you push a baby out. And regardless, we are all superwomen. We deserve to be respected and honored because bringing a child into this world is not an easy task, no matter what the method of delivery is. The second point I wanna highlight is my heart extends and goes out to any woman struggling with conceiving the natural way, trying and trying, and they only have the option of going about it the natural way because things like IVF are very expensive. The women that have the means of being able to undergo IVF treatments but are still struggling to be able to conceive, having to pump hormones into their body and experiencing the side effects that all these things bring, it's not an easy task. The women that have experienced miscarriages, the women that have experienced stillbirth, losing a child, I can not only imagine the pain, I actually witnessed secondhand from a close family member that I love very dearly who experienced stillbirth. And I'll tell you something, as still an outsider, as getting this information just from viewing the pain of a loved one, it is something that is just very heartbreaking, very difficult. For any woman that has lost a child, any woman that is struggling to conceive, 
I pray for you always and I hope that the time comes for you to be able to experience the joy of motherhood if that is truly what your heart desires. Now I'm going to dive into my story and again highlighting the possibility of having a positive birth experience. For me personally I knew that I was going to be very scared of having an epidural. It is not something that I wanted. Why? Because if you know me, if you don't, disclaimer, I am very scared of needles. And yes, don't be that person, please, that says, oh, but you have tattoos. What do you mean you're scared of needles? It is not the same thing. Anyone that has a tattoo versus getting blood work done would just know for firsthand that it is not the same thing. Not that I make a scene, you sometimes you see videos online of people like passing out or like smacking the nurse when they're gonna get their blood drawn and things like that. I am not, it's not that severe, but am I am, am I like deep breathing? Am I like, just, you know, kind of like just not looking, just wanting to get the process over with extremely fast? Yes. I am one of those people that no matter how old I am, I think that's just gonna be something that I'm gonna struggle with. I do not like needles. I don't like blood draws or none of that. So a needle in my back that is like huge was not something that I was just like, well, it is what it is. If it gets too painful, I'm just gonna go with it. I was just like, nah, like I really do not want this because what if something goes wrong? You know, my mind going to the extremes of like the what ifs. So I needed to find a way to try to see, okay, what can I do to try to prevent having an epidural? A few months before I was due to give birth, I started looking up videos on YouTube of how to have a natural childbirth, of how to have the most positive experience possible. I encountered some videos that were very helpful. And in particular, one of the videos highlighted this book called Supernatural Birth. And honestly, I cannot be more thankful that I encountered this video that highlighted that book. I did not buy the physical book, but I downloaded the audio. I got to listen to the audio version of Supernatural Birth a few times before I was due to give birth. I went into labor at 37.5 weeks. Now that is considered full term. Full term is considered 37 weeks, but still it's on the earlier side of full term. This book highlights the possibility of having a positive birth experience. It really is in connection to if you're a believer like I am, my Lord God and Savior, it really highlights the benefits of just leaning on God trusting God in the whole process. Now, hold on, don't kill me yet. I know where you're gonna say, well, I'm a believer girl, what you talking about? It's still super painful. I'm a believer girl, but that labor is no joke. Hold on, give me a chance. Let me reel it back a bit. I'm gonna read something that I wrote down a couple of days after giving birth regarding the book, A Supernatural Birth. And I stated, it wasn't just about a positive state of mind, birthing positions and breathing techniques. It became about understanding 
that having God take control, not losing faith, not having any fear, which is vital, and understanding and having the faith to truly believe that giving birth does not have to be a traumatic experience and that it is even possible to have a pain-free birth because in the Bible it states that the curse was broken and pain-free childbirth is indeed possible. Now, I did not have a pain-free birth. I wish, but I can highlight, I can reiterate, I can state with confidence because it is my truth that reading this book was a game changer for me because it is exactly what I just read. It was me just not losing faith, knowing that this was possible, having a state of mind that I was just like, I'm going to give birth to my child. I am going to not have an epidural because this is not something that I want. I'm afraid of needles. I'm not gonna go and use an epidural. It's not a temptation for me. I don't care how painful it gets. I'm gonna try to endure this because my fear of needles is much greater. Something I wanna highlight is rejecting fear. This is vital. This is vital. Now listen to me. This is vital. Rejecting fear. Fear is an emotion. It is a human emotion like joy, like happiness, like sadness, like anger. As humans, we've all experienced fear at one point in our lives. Could have been yesterday, could have been weeks ago. We've all experienced the array of emotions that humans can feel, can sense. We've all felt various emotions. Even though fear is part of the array of emotions that humans experience, when it comes to childbirth, it has to be something that needs to be rejected. That within itself is easier said than done. But having the mindset of, I am not going to let fear overtake my body and my thoughts is something that needs mental preparation, but that can be done. Why? Because I did it. Let me start from the beginning. I gave birth to my daughter, December 22nd, 2020 at 1220 AM. Labor for me started December 21st, 2020, so the day before. I woke up at 4 a.m. out of my sleep with like an intense pain. And I was just like, oh, okay. My husband, I looked at him, he was knocked out. I'm like, hmm, what's that? Maybe a little Braxton Hicks. I go back to sleep. I wake up again around 4.45, whoop, out of my sleep again. That pain, intense pain. Then I had another contraction, what seemed like already okay, a contraction like seven minutes later. Then nine minutes later. So this game kept going on for a few hours, but it was still so early in the morning, it's not even six o'clock in the morning that I just kind of stood there. I would like try to go to fall asleep again 
and just wake up every seven to nine minutes because the pain there are experiencing contractions mind you i'm still in denial i'm thinking maybe this is the, what they call the braxton hicks stuff i had read that women start experiencing this pain sometimes one to three days before they actually give birth so i was taking it easy i was relaxed i was just taking it in stride it was not super intense either the pain like if that would have been exactly what labor was gonna look like it would have been oh a dream a breeze because i was taking the contractions in stride like it was it was what it was but it wasn't something just like oh my gosh is this so painful no it was painful but extremely tolerable that pretty much lasted the entire morning pretty much until the afternoon i was not prepared to give birth I did have a manicure and a pedicure, so I was like mentally happy about that as a woman. But down there, I was it was it was a little crazy. So I went to get a Brazilian. I'm having <laughs> contractions as I'm on this table, legs open, getting this Brazilian. Now, oh ladies, talk about pain. That was the most painful waxing experience of my entire life of course you know it's extremely sensitive down there obviously i'm in early labor it was bad it was bad on top where i was going honestly wasn't the best place to begin with like i don't think the training was up to par i didn't have a specific waxing girl it was just whoever was there at the moment when I got there, I need a Brazilian. Okay, I'll do it. So I was getting like different women all the time. People have different techniques. Anyway, that's a whole nother episode. The point was that Brazilian was painful. I was like, I'm never doing this again. We're going to figure something else out. Anyway, from the time the contraction started, that first wake up call, as I mentioned, 4 a.m. Now it's about 4.30 p.m. So like about 12 hours later, now the contractions are about like four minutes apart. So it was just like, okay, this is obviously getting closer together. I went to take a shower. I washed my hair. That was the most relaxing, beautiful shower ever. My husband knocks on the door like, hurry up. If your water breaks in there or something, like you're not going to know because obviously you're taking a shower. Hurry. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going, I'm going. I'm here relaxing, washing my hair. Just very warm, nice, hot shower. Amazing. By the time we leave the house or apartment, it's around 5.30ish. So it's about 5.30 p.m. We take the carriage and the car seat so be ready for you know being able obviously to bring the child back home when it's time we hadn't done this before we had to walk a few blocks living in yonkers at the time we had to walk a few blocks to the car we got to the car now the carriage that we had was like too big for a car which we didn't know mind you i picked this carriage out in my registry my husband is now struggling car seat whoop everything's fine he's struggling to put the carriage in the car it's a huge struggle it's it's not fitting 
I'm here standing outside. Thankfully, it wasn't like freezing that day. I'm here standing outside of the car. And what happens? I feel this gush. Like, oh my God. Like, I told my husband, I think my water just broke. He's like, what? He gets like extra nervous now because it's just like, oh my God, this woman's water just broke. I can't fit this cabbage in the car. So I'm just there like, still easy, not freaking out. Another gush. Now it runs down my leg. I just feel it's super warm. Thankfully, I had pads in my labor and delivery bag. So I take a pad. I sit down in the front seat of the car. I have to pull down my sweatpants, pull down my underwear. I put the pad on, which was a good idea because in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm probably not going to gush anymore. But lie. Pretty much wet that pad by the time we got to the hospital. The, the water continues to leak like in, in increments. So thankfully for the pad and I was like ready. By the grace of God, the carriage fits in the car. How he made it fit, I don't recall. But thankfully he made it fit. We're off. We got to the hospital. Parking thankfully wasn't an issue. We got to the hospital and... I tell the front desk person, like, I'm in labor, and I had I was told to go upstairs. My husband had to wait downstairs to be called by the staff. We were kind of in shock about that because we didn't expect that. No one told us that was going to happen. But whatever the case may be, I went upstairs. I checked in in the front desk. I saw a nurse. I got a COVID test done. They gave me a cup for me to do urine. I go into the bathroom. I see that my mucus plug is on the pad that I had worn previously. My finger was checked to check my blood sugar and they checked my cervix. At that point, getting to the hospital, I was, this process, it must have been around 7.30. By the time I was like, COVID test, all this, all the procedures, four centimeters around 7.30 p.m. December 21st. I was then moved over to labor and delivery room. And then my husband was called up and he was able to come upstairs. By this time, it was already like 7.30. I had the most amazing nurse, Nurse Karina, who stood with us throughout the whole labor experience. She was so amazing, so loving, so warm. Whatever you want, like the type of nurse that you want to have, she was that. And I am so thankful to this day. I. I think about her all the time and I hope she's doing well. So during this time, it's already like 7.45, I, I have my robe on, everything is, I, well, I've been had the robe on. I am engaging in like different positions, moving around, just trying to just get things to continue to circulate. When I was in the labor and delivery room, I was four centimeters. That's when I really started to practice the things that I learned in the Supernatural Birth audiobook. I was just, I kept talking to God throughout. God, I could do all things through you who fortify me. Um, I, can, I can do this. My body was meant to do this. Just continuously positive affirmations surrounding and involving God. I can say, yes, it was my amazing husband who was there by my side the whole time, the amazing staff at the hospital, but God was definitely in the room with us. I definitely felt his presence and I couldn't have done it without him as well. I would just continue to say, God, continue please to give me the strength. I am just, I know 
probably just a couple hours of meeting our little girl please continue to give me the strength to do this i know i got this you got me all, all things like that so i'm checked again at 9 30 p.m i remember the lady that checked me told my nurse karina she, oh she's nine and she was like what nine she was like and I, even me i was like did we hear this correctly i'm like not how much and she's like nine I, I looked over this way because she was literally to my right side during the whole process of me laying down on the bed so i just like i'm, I'm looking like if she's here and she's like this is amazing she's like marta like what have you been doing this is our first time mom so fast from four to nine now I was super happy. This was just like, yes, I'm doing it. This is what I've been manifesting this whole time. This is, this is it. This is it right here. But I will tell you something from centimeter nine to what you're supposed to, which is 10 centimeters. Yo, that I feel was the ultimate test for real. So. And when she checked me at nine, she was like, oh, like, you're going to feel like this, this urge to like want to poop. So I'm like, okay. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel that urge yet. It was painful. By the time it was nine after, right? Almost after she checked me immediately, it was just like, woof, this is getting intense. Now this is when I feel like, okay, okay, this now is a mental test. I don't even know if at that time it was an option to get an epidural. In my mind, it was still not an option regardless of what it was. But this was difficult mentally. So I'm here pretty much putting the, putting, making sure my boxing gloves are extra tight. Because now we in the ring really like fighting this. Now I'm so close to the end and I'm just like. This is the time to continue to reinforce these coping skills. God, you got me. I could do this. Like, it was intense. That 9 to 10 centimeter, and it took a while. I just felt, I remember just kind of shaking my head kind of from side to side because the pain was intensifying so much. My husband was like such a trooper throughout the whole time. Like, you got this, you got this negra, you could do this. Look at you, you come so far, you're so strong. Our daughter's so lucky to have you as a mom already. Look at you, you're doing this, you got this. Don't sway your head, don't focus on the pain. Come on, let's talk. He would open the Bible and just like read some Bible, Bible verses out loud and just remind me like, remember the supernatural birth? And I'm just here like, yeah. Like he's hyping me and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, it was just like the most amazing thing so to get from nine centimeters to ten it took me about two hours that was like the longest period of like two hours of like that intense pain that I'm describing by the time it was like 1130 ish maybe 1130 to 1140 they checked me again 10 centimeters the time is here folks now it's time to push. Now, oh, the, a, a bunch of women come. It's hopefully going to be the first baby of the day because I was expected to give birth at some time after midnight. So actually it was like 1140. 
right they checked me and i was like the pushing actually started so something that i wasn't aware of or i don't remember if i was exactly aware is you push for 10 seconds during a contraction three times in a row so i started doing that the contractions were coming in strong i was pushing when i thought i'm pushing with all my might i actually wasn't pushing with all my might i was pushing hard don't get me wrong but it was still more of, of, of I could have given more and I started to give more because it was just like this is this needs to get done at some point during the pushing the doctor looked at me straight in my eyes and I felt like she penetrated my soul and she told me the baby's heart rate is being affected a little with the contractions that's all she said. She didn't say, oh, maybe the possibility of, of a C-section or, or anything like that. She looked at me straight in my eyes and that's what she told me. So at that point, I felt like God was also speaking through her because I'm like, yo, I have come so far. I'm here, I'm 10 centimeters, I'm pushing, like, I'm gonna get this done. So when she told me that, it was just that extra, like, ah, that extra strength of like, okay, I, I've been pushing hard, we've been doing this, and, and it was working because my daughter was coming down more, and we can see her more, and she's almost there, and, and I see, and the head is there, just come on, just get, g give it a bit more, give it a bit more. It was like, I, I amped up, I pushed, and at 12.20 on the dot, the day of our Lord, December 22nd, 2020, Liberty Taveras, the sunshine and light of my life, was born. <laughs> I did it. I thought I was, I was going to cry and bawl and, and cry my eyes out because I'm an emotional person. But I, I didn't. I didn't cry. I was just like more of a, like this proud, like, -na -na -na, like when you're running down a finish line and you win that race and you just feel like, I did this. I can't, I did this. I can't believe it. But I, yes, I could believe that I did this. I did this and I did it. It was amazing. It was painful. It was worth it and it can be done. I couldn't believe that I did it, but at the same time, of course I could believe I did it because it was just, it, I was mentally preparing for this. You could plan for something and things don't go as desired, but I feel that I completely manifested the birth that I, that I had. And the main reason for that, I reiterate, was the rejection of fear. Not allowing fear or normal human feeling and emotion to be part of my labor experience. It would try to creep in. Don't get me wrong. I'm human. It will try to creep in, especially that mark of that nine centimeters to trying to get to 10, those like two hours. Oh yeah, it, it tried to creep in. But the continuous rejection of the fear was to me, is vital. I can't speak about it enough. 
It can happen. Birth doesn't have to be something extremely traumatic, the most painful pain of your life. No. Yes, it was very painful, but it was also a, a mental conditioning of like, yes, this is painful, but I, I got this and I could do this. And because I gave birth without an epidural doesn't make me better or, or anything like that than any woman who said, you know what, I'm not taking this pain. What I'm trying to say and the point I'm trying to really explain is that if you want to give birth without an epidural, you can give birth without an epidural. That it's possible to give birth without, without an epidural. That yes, it's going to be painful, but you got this and you could do this and you're stronger than any fear that wants to overtake. Because in our society, I feel that that's normalized. I spoke to many women before giving birth, women who already are mothers. And I was told many things of fear is normal. It's okay to be scared. It's okay. And I encourage everyone to, to get this book, whether you're going to be a mother for the first time, whether you've had multiple children, just to test it out. The reason why I decided to go about it and, and test out the supernatural birth was because it's going to happen anyway. Labor was going to happen regardless if I got the book, if I didn't. So in my mind is why not try something to see if it works rather than not try anything at all. More likely than not be extremely afraid, extremely scared. And that could possibly delay my birthing process even longer. Now, am I saying that because you're afraid or maybe nervous that you're going to have a super long childbirth? Not necessarily. But research is proven and, and displays in, in many studies and many just data that's out there. That specifically for the first time of giving birth, births tend to be very long. So I was just like, why, why not try it? What do I have to lose? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least I tried something that would hopefully, hopefully be to my benefit. And boom, that's exactly what it was. This is something that I feel everyone should try because what do you have to lose? It's either going to work for you or it's not, but you're still going to give birth anyway. Your birthing experience is still going to be your birthing experience. Now, rejecting fear again, I say it again. You have to try to reject the fear. I feel that if you let fear engulf your mind, your body, your spirit, you're just going to be crippled by fear. And that's not going to accelerate your birthing experience because you're so scared. Because giving birth could be very scary. Women die sometimes. Complications happen. This is, not, this is not a joke. It's not something to be taken lightly. But it's also one of the most beautiful things in the world. It's something that it's, it's indescribable. 
And what I do not want to, I do not want to allow is for women to think it's just like, oh, it's just, I'm just going to be scared. I'm just going to have a super long birthing experience because it's my birth, it's my first time giving birth and it is what it is. I was told also by a mom that I know, oh, those videos, those videos, yeah, you could watch them, but you're going to forget. Everything that you see, you're gonna forget. And I'm just like, but what? Like, I don't I don't contradict people at all. When, when these conversations, I just take it all in. Oh, okay. Well, I'll try and, and I'll see how it goes. I don't I don't contradict, I don't get into into debates. But in my mind, I'm just like, it's like preparing for a test. Yeah, sometimes because you're nervous, you might study. You're behind off and then forget the material. But why? Usually because you're super nervous. Hopefully you study for a test. You memorize what you need to memorize. And when the test comes, you look at the test and you're like, oh, I know this because I studied for it. And that and also that's why it's important to share your birthing plan with whoever's going to be there with you. Whether it's your partner, whether it's your mom, whether it's your best friend, whoever it is that's going to be in that room with you at that time, let them know what the plan is. I didn't share, oh yes, that with people. Uh, oh yeah, I got this audio that I've been listening to called Supernatural Birth because I don't want anyone to really judge me. I didn't want anyone to be like, oops, oh, good luck with that. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Fast labor? Possibly pain free. Okay. I don't want to feel discouraged. I don't want that to receive that energy. I wanted to try something that I wanted to try for me because again, I had nothing to lose. I told my partner from the get, he's like, heck yeah, I'm on board with that. You got this. So yeah, you could do this. I believe you could do this. And that's also important, having someone, whoever it is, whether it's, a, again, a mother, a partner, a best friend, whoever's going to be in that room with you, having your back, believing in you, supporting you. And my husband is, is amazing. He was amazing. He was my backbone throughout the whole thing. And again, wonderful hospital staff. But God was in that room. Heavy, man. Heavy. With that being said, I hope this video reaches anyone who is an expecting mother, anyone who plans to have children, whether it's years from now. Remember my story. Remember my experience. And again, this is just my experience, whatever worked for me that I am sharing with you that hopefully, and I wish whoever is coming across that this video can also have a positive, non-traumatic birthing experience because again firsthand I know that it can be possible I wish anyone who comes across this video much love whether you're expecting right now planning to have children in the future or this is your second third fourth time around of having a child I encourage everyone to attain supernatural birth Get it as an audio if you would like, if you want the physical book to actually read, which actually includes some Bible verses if you want to 
also have it physically in your hand. It's a great resource. Based on my experience, having God, not losing faith, and rejecting fear are three things that would make your birthing experience a way more positive one. Much love. Stay tuned for episode three of the Marta Rachel Intake. And as always, peace and love, baby. And I want to say, when I was being told this by these wonderful women in my life who were saying, oh, you're going to forget everything that you hear. or It's normal to feel nervous. I know they were not trying to be discouraging in any type of way. But because it's so normalized in our society to think these things and they had their own birthing experiences, just like that's all kind of like what we know. That's what we're usually told by our moms and our tias and, and our friends who've experienced birth. It's just like, it's the most pain. It's, it's the most this. It's, it's nerve-wracking. It's, oh my God, it's so scary. It's all these kind of, yes, at the same time, even though it's such a beautiful thing, but there are negative connotations that are associated with birth. And that's just kind of part of like what, our, what society is and what's been passed down from people to people and it, it just, it is what it is. It is what it is. My mom had a very traumatic birthing experience. She had to have a C-section with me because I was just chilling in there. I don't want to come out. I was just chilling. First of all, I was two weeks overdue. She was induced in all the possible ways you can imagine. And I guess I was a really stubborn one. I was not coming out at all to the point that it was just like, well, we have no alternative. She's already two weeks overdue. We have no one other alternative than to give you a C-section. They take me out of her belly. I immediately poop in her, in her insides. It was like a whole big thing. They had to like clean her up right away. Oh, she almost died. It was a horrible thing. Now, I haven't really spoken to her but I, about it in, in too much detail, but I remember her telling me, yeah, she was super afraid. Yeah, she was scared. So it's things like that, that we hear, that just become kind of normalized. And we hear it so much that it just, it becomes, oh, it is what it is. That's what labor is. But that's not what labor has to be. 